We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Top of the Monday morning to you. Oh, Mondays. Am I right, people? I just had, I'm recording this late Sunday night uh, because we wanted to see, you know, I mean, what a snub. Tim Shea's here. How about Wisconsin? Everyone's talking about Rutgers. Wisconsin only getting a three seed in the NIT? I know. At least been a two. (laughs) God. Uh, What the hell have we gotten to? Oh, no. So uh, recording Sunday night. So unless an Aaron Rodgers trade breaks when you're sleeping, we should have everything covered. And we'll get to that. Uh, Bucks have the Kings Monday night. Did talk to Rami on CBS Sports Radio. Talked him about the Kings, talked a little about the Bears. I want to talk about all that. So that'll be coming up if you missed that, which I think a lot of people uh, did. I mean, it's Sunday afternoon. I did not. I actually had you on in my car on Sirius Satellite Radio 158. Yeah, that's right. And I thank you. You called in. (laughs) With probably one of the stupidest phone calls ever. Well, Tim texts me, says, I want to call in, but... I got nothing to say, and I said, talk about your Marquette Golden Eagles. <laughs> hey, you see Major Goolsby's is pissed? Oh, my God. Okay, so I've been following that along all year, and I think that's just just a kick to the you-know-what. Uh, so what's going was... on? So Mecca... So Mecca rented it out, and by Mecca rented it out, the Bucks rented it out, because the Bucks own the Mecca. Yeah. They rented it out to the Badgers when it was Marquette versus Wisconsin here at Pfizer Forum, Marquette's home. Now, they just didn't, like, solely say, if you only Badger fans. Like, they let anyone in. It was just a Badger bar for the day for, yeah. to pregame at. So anyone could have gone. It was half and half fans. They just – Bucky was there, and they did – you know, handouts and prizes and whatnot. Yeah, they think uh, they did a thing in the plaza, and it was yes. it's the mecca. Yes, that, that's all. That's all they did. It was it was harmless. It was. And then what? the Marquette watch party was at the mecca tonight. Correct. And Goolsby's so, is pissed so that Major it wasn't Goolsby's there. has been complaining. Basically, they quote tweet that tweet every Marquette game, saying, "Come on down." Uh, to Major Goulds, come on down to the Major. He'll treat you right, Marquette fans. You don't have to worry about Badger fans being in here, this or that, all season long. And then tonight, during uh, right before the selection show, they did an interview with uh, Shaka Smart, 
And where was he with the team and fans? Mecca. I got kind of a hot take on Major Goolsby's. Go ahead. They just need to, like, the layout's bad. What do you mean? Like, just tables everywhere? It's just, honor. it's just a mess. Like, it's just not set up right. Well, how would you set it up? I don't know, but I go in there and it seems like it seems like they're always halfway done setting up an event or halfway done from cleaning up for one. And the chairs just are where they are and the tables just rest where they rest. Well, that's because they're so close to each other. I get what you mean. It just never seems they're ne- I, I, it's hard to be too many tables. There. There's too many tables because then the chairs are just all gathered all together. And even if you're at the bar, the bar seems it's like. I don't know what the deal is. It's, it's an older bar. It's big. Yeah, I mean, I want to like it. I, I do like it. I I go there every once in a while. I used to go there for Badger games, but then Mecca became the official Badger bar. <laughs> no, so uh, we've been talking college basketball a little. Um, I think had I been on the radio, I would have talked more Marquette probably would have got Shaka on for a day. Um, but we've been pretty extensive on the Badgers and, uh, and, and the Panthers. And I'm, I guess bandwagon season is here. Like, I don't know. Marquette fans are pretty jacked up and I, 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 I right, rightfully so a two seed. I mean, this is the second highest seed that a team from the state of Wisconsin has been since 2015. I, the most excited I've ever been about Marquette is when good, good buddy Travis Diener hit the game winner in the basketball tournament, which I still have saved on my DVR. Why? I don't know. I got, I got really into the Marquette alumni. Marquette fans can now forget about that moment. I just, I don't, I'm, I'm being honest here. I don't have, it's just not natural for me to love Marquette. It's, I really, I, I grew up in Fond du Lac and Milwaukee seemed like a world away for a while. And until I was 10, I thought Marquette was the college. I thought it was in Michigan. I was like, why are all these Wisconsin people like this Michigan school? Then I realized it's like downtown Milwaukee. Yeah. So I always try to frame myself. It de- depends on uh, what setting you get me in. Sometimes I'll try to frame myself like I'm just a youngster from Fond du Lac making it in the big city. Sometimes <laughs> I'll say I'm Milwaukee born and raised. Sometimes I say I grew up in lacrosse and I don't even mention Fond du Lac. It really, whatever audience I'm catering to, but I'm being honest with you here. I did not know Marquette was, and I, it might've been, I might've been 15, whatever team Aaron Hutchins was on. 96. I had a magnet of him. I, I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of Marquette. Like 95, 96. Uh, speaking of Marquette. So they're a two seed. Correct. Uh, I don't, I didn't fill out a bracket yet, but they uh, they might get through. They might get through all the way to the final four. I'll tell you what I was listening to. It was on my way home, and I didn't know if I could get CBS, the TV on my phone, and I didn't uh, want to get Paramount Plus if it was even on there. I stumbled across Barstool was doing a thing. Okay. And, and I got to say, I was really into it. Okay. I thought uh, Big Cat was on there with a couple other guys. 
they were freaking out about Rutgers because they got some kid on there that loves Rutgers and it's so like the whole show is about Rutgers. Yeah, you want to talk about a snub, Rutgers. I mean, but uh, Big Cat made a good point. Like it was a snub considering, but Rutgers stinks. Like Rutgers, this is probably better for Rutgers. And Rutgers won a game in the Big Ten tournament. But now Rutgers can like play victim and they're in the NCAA or they're in the they're in NIT. They can play victim. They get a lot of attention. Who is the biggest snub? Rutgers is going to come out. You know, everyone's going to be talking about Rutgers, Rutgers, Rutgers when they're not good enough for this attention. So it's, it's probably better than they that they do this than just go lose in game one to some shitty team. How about the preseason overall number one team? the team that was the national runner-up last year, didn't make the NCAA tournament and turned down the NIT, North Carolina. Yeah, why would you turn down the NIT? I I have no idea. That is a question I am waiting to hear the answer to. I mean, as embarrassing as you might think it is to be in the NIT, isn't turning down the NIT more embarrassing? Like, if the Badgers turn down the NIT, it's like, well, who do you think you are? Yeah, exactly. So if I have this right, this will be the Badgers' fifth time ever in the NIT. Um, Their last time was in 1996. It's been a long time. They lost to Illinois State in the second round, three and four all time. But the Badgers, a long time since the NIT. Fun fact, they play, what, Tuesday night against Bradley? Correct. That will be the only – of all the NIT first-round games – some are on ESPN Plus, some are on ESPNU, some are on ESPN2. The Badgers are the only game on the premier four-letter network, ESPN. So how about that? Give it up for your Wisconsin Badgers. Got to cheer for anything here. Got to cheer um, for They're playing Bradley, who's yes. coached by everybody has a boner for Brian Wardle. I don't, why does everybody love this guy? Kind of Marquette guy, and I mean, he was a head coach at Green Bay for a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah, so I was Brian Wardle available for the job. Well, yeah, but so am I. How about this stat? I heard the Badgers. This is the second time in the last twenty-five years that they did not make the NCAA tournament, and both times were under Greg Gard. That is something I actually thought about for a minute are you counting the COVID here that doesn't count for anybody oh because if you remember they did win the national championship that year yeah so what happened the year they didn't make it they didn't go to a tournament uh they were under 500 oh so they couldn't even make the NIT. they couldn't make the nit no Hmm. uh god that was brad davison's second first year maybe first or second year so it wasn't that long ago but both times have been under greg gard so it just made me think for a second, like, well, I know they won't fire him this after this season, but you got to do something because all he does is he can't get anywhere else, too. It's first or second round knockout. Well, why? Fran McCaffrey's been in Iowa forever. He's never gotten to the Sweet 16, if I have that right. You're, that is correct. I mean, that's so what are they hanging on to him for? I don't know. That's not a program I don't follow. So. Is this the most college basketball I've ever talked? I think so. Like consecutively. And I love it. I mean, I get into it in March. I got into the conference tournaments. 
I'm rooting against Alabama, but they're going to win the whole damn talk, thing. I think everybody is. How much did you talk about it back in 2014, 2015, when the Badgers went to the Final Four? I wasn't. Uh, Were you not a host? Oh, no, 2015? 2015, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right after. Yeah, I was, I was, the, I was a producer on the big show. Okay. Yeah, that was around the time that. We were getting Ben Brust on all the time, launched his career. Ben, what's up? Uh, we were getting Zach Showalter on all the time. That was also around the time that the big show was getting Austin Cofensis's dad on every other week. For him. <laughs> Badgers quarterback. Yes. Transfer, yes. Nevada. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, okay, so the Badgers, they got the three seed in the NIT. Good for them. Yep. The uh, Marquette Golden Eagles have a potential matchup. They got to play Vermont, I know, in the first round, but have a potential matchup against Michigan State in the second round against former uh, Marquette player Joey Hauser. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the NCAA does a lot of that kind of stuff. There, there's storylines that shouldn't exist, but they, if you look deep enough. I like, mean, Kentucky, you got to dig. You got to dig. Well, who's Kentucky play? Kentucky plays Providence? Six yeah, 11? yeah. Providence has some kid that transferred out of Kentucky. Yep. So that that's why I think Providence got in over Rutgers. Swear to God. <laughs> I swear to you. That, I think that's why they got in for that storyline. See, this is just like college uh, football. This is an invitational. This is not. I mean, there's automatic bids, but this is a this is an invitational, just like the NIT. Marquette's been in the NIT a bunch. I want to say that they, of course, won in 1970. The springboarded them to their national championship the next year. They were last in in 2018, uh, got to the quarterfinals, lost to Penn State, who did get in after a nice Big Ten tournament run. So I guess kudos to them. Um, okay, and then the rest of their bracket, they go any further. They could play Kentucky. They could play Kansas State. They're in the bracket with Purdue. 
I don't know if I take Marquette out of there. I actually might take the five seed Duke, to be honest with you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, th- that that regional final that where that ends is is Madison Square Garden in New York. Well, it's home of the Marquette Golden Eagles. Apparently. Interesting. Uh, Alabama's in the south. They're at the top left. I'll take them as the one seed to cruise. Yeah, they have a nice, easy path to the final four. I think in the top right, the Midwest bracket, probably, I mean, probably just Houston. Let's probably take Houston. Uh, And then in the bottom right, Kansas. Kansas could get picked off early. I might take, I don't know yet. I might take, I might go wild and take like St. Mary's or the Zags or something. I saw a couple of Zag picks so far. That top left bracket is going to have a lot of upsets. I yeah. Can you, I can tell you that right now. The 512. I like Furman as well in that on that side. So the 13. Oh, my big upset is uh my big upset is not Furman. Charleston? No, it was a third. You could have a Charleston Furman second round matchup oh god that'd be great <laughs> uh you know what i lost i lost it i lost what my I, I was really proud of it i was really excited to tell you oh uh vermont i think vermont's gonna win their game who do they play they fire cat <laughs> oh no that's where my big upset is louisiana over tennessee okay that's my big upset i i did hear that i did hear some people say that so yeah and I've gathered all everything I know about my bracket. I'm I'm thanking the guys from Barstool, Barstool Sports, okay, because I listened to their post game show and I thought or they did a good job. So the Badgers, uh, NIT, the Marquette Gold, the Eagles. Did the CBI bracket come out yet? For my, I have not seen it yet. Probably tomorrow sometime. Mm. And when mm. do they even play? Like Sunday nights at eleven thirty. Well, the NCAA and the NIT are still NCAA sanctioned. So the NCAA pays for everything. The CBI, the school has to pay for travel and lodging and whatnot. So, well, folks, I've got the bracket for you. Really? It's out already? Yeah. Milwaukee is the 11th seed out of a total of 16. And they play number six Stetson. What? Next Sunday at 530 Eastern. Where? I don't know. Probably Stetson. All right. Well, congratulations to the Panthers. So I'll retweet that if you guys want to go chase it down at Wings Thinks. Yeah. Um, I did see the Marquette women are the are a nine seed. And I would, you know, I would like to be an equal opportunity employer and I would like to get more into the women's tournament. I'll fill out a bracket every year, like I always do, and just put the one seeds to the final, like like it's 1988. But I didn't realize, and I had to look this up, Wisconsin women have not made it to the NCAA since 2010. Why are they so bad? If we're in this Chris McIntosh era where he's axing people. Well, he has. I mean, this is, this is, that, the, this is her second year, and she's made improvements. This was the first year in like six or seven years that the Badger women didn't have to play on day one of the Big Ten tournament. Okay, last year they were eight. Uh, Marissa Mosley is the yep. coach. She comes from UConn. Oh, okay. Last year they were eight and twenty-one. This year they finished 
a rugged 11 and 20. Improvement. It's going to, it's going to take time. Yeah. Well, good. I am glad that they're putting some effort into that. I mean, they, you know, they got to get, you know, they keep, they can't get the number one girls out of the state. Well, why would you, why would you play here? Exactly. So that's what they're trying to get back to. But in a state where like, if you're a young girl and I'm not blessed enough to be a hashtag girl dad, but if you're a hashtag girl dad and you've got a kid that likes playing, like where's her premier basketball that she's going to watch the state tournament. Well, my, my, I've talked to my niece about playing at Wisconsin and she kind of gives me a, yeah, this Wisconsin water. She couldn't even get past her regional semifinal. Easy, easy. Speaking of, uh, speaking, speaking of, speaking of, uh, Speaking of the WIA girls tournament, uh, Mark Murphy. God. Mark Murphy's comments on Aaron Rodgers. He was asked if there was a scenario where Rodgers plays again for the Packers. And he said, yeah, I mean, unless things don't work out the way we want. Yeah. He's obviously a great player, four-time MVP, but I think it's trying to find what he wants and what we want. And hopefully we can find a win-win scenario. Do you know what evil Mark Murphy would have said in that situation? What would have evil Mark Murphy said in that? Um, yeah. I mean, unless these things don't work out uh, uh, the way we would want them. Yeah. We, uh, he's obviously a great player and, uh, you know, four-time MVP and, uh, but, you know, I think it's, you know, trying to find, uh, you know, what, what he wants and what we want. And, uh, hopefully we can find a win-win situation. He'd say, he said the same thing. He'd say the same thing. Mark Murphy's killing my bit. He's just coming out and saying it now. He's killing my bit, man. Well, yeah, if things don't work out the way we want. We want to trade Rodgers. That's the Murphy bit. Why was Murphy even there? Because across the street? He just took a stroll into the arena and see, someone come talk to me. I mean, and no one's giving these guys any credit. I listen. People are saying, like, nationally, they're saying, yeah, even when I talk to Rami, it's like, ah, Murphy's talking to some needle nuts reporter and bum fuck Wisconsin. It's like bringing the biggest story of the year. I know, which is even crazier. So I guess, do you have any Rogers thoughts? I mean, it's still, I, on Monday, no, I'm going to take my car in for an appointment, uh, but I'm going to cancel it so that I can be home in case something breaks. I'm, I'm handcuffed to this guy because Rogers. No. So here's my question, Tim. Has he made his decision? I bet he has. So then why don't we know? Because they're trying to work out the trade. And and the Packers and the Jets are not cooperating. So you think this is on the Packers and Jets and not Rodgers being like, oh, I made my decision. You'll I'll tell you when I feel like telling you. Yeah, I think he's made it. I think he's told them. And now they're trying to figure out compensation. I want Rodgers to retire. And then... When Love gets hurt next year, Rodgers comes out of retirement. Leads us to a Super Bowl. Jesus. That'll be a win for everyone. 
Now you want Rodgers back. No, but imagine his Q rating is low. No one likes him. But if the Packers lose Jordan Love next year to some injury, and if Jordan Love's good, and then Aaron comes out of retirement to save the Packers. He'll be a superhero. I mean, it'll be, be incredible. Even just to make the playoffs. So if I was Rodgers, I would retire and then get a voodoo doll of Jordan Love and poke its ankles every night. <laughs> Rodgers doesn't sell house in Green Bay. Stays in Green Bay, too. Like, yeah. that would be the... <laughs> and then he's, a, he's one of those uh, railbirds at training camp sitting out there in, like, glasses and, like... Yeah, either that or he attends games with the common folk. Yeah. Yeah, he's just... Uh, Tailgating, you know, with Bart Winkler there. What's up with Packers? What's up with the Packers and going to high school events and getting in trouble? Murphy at this one, McCarthy trying to fight a ref. What are we doing? <laughs> Does Murphy have any kids? Because I know, I think there was a team from Green Bay up there, Notre Dame Academy. If Murphy's got kids, they're like older than us, dude. Okay, that's okay. That's what I thought. I, just, I don't know. Maybe he just went for a stroll and somehow ended up at the rush center. Yeah, maybe. How was the rest of your weekend? It was good. Didn't do much. Um, watch basketball. Yeah. Watch the Big Ten tournament thinking, oh, I could be there right now. Um, yeah. Professional bull riding was going on down the uh, down the block from me. Yeah, why didn't you go? Eh, didn't know. So many cowboys lived in Milwaukee. So much flannel and cowboy hats and boots. People walking around yet uh, Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah, it's people that went to Goodwill at three thirty in the afternoon. Yep. So did that. Uh, I'm getting ready for St. Patty's Day. Maybe I'll. Maybe you should come out with me Friday. What are you doing Friday? You want to come out? Oh no, Tim! I don't want to talk about what I'm doing this weekend. I got a little I got a little rendezvous with the high school boys. Oh. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but sometimes uh, guys that are close to 40 all go hang out at an Airbnb for NCAA tournament. Oh yes, I think you've told me this before. Yeah. I think I remember last year. Yeah, you know what happened when I went last year? Uh you guys you guys went up to Minnesota, right? Yep. I remember this. You guys like fell asleep at like seven o'clock. Well, I got COVID. Yes, I do remember this. I had just started at the fan. Wasn't that was one of my first shifts? Yeah, not with you, but like the 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 when you were out. I think you left on that Friday, so I was with Toby. Yeah. Yep, I listened to you on the way up a little bit. We called you. Oh yeah, I think. Yeah, See, I got it's all, COVID. It's all start. I remember this. I've never felt better. I didn't have one symptom. I felt great. Why'd I test then? Good question. That's a great question. Because I still got like 40. If anybody needs any COVID tests, don't go to this. Don't pay 20 bucks at Walgreens. I've got a whole closet full. I'm going to text you. <laughs> okay. I might, I might need one. Oh, you need one? Yeah. <laughs> I got a bunch. Okay. Yeah, I because every time they would put them for free, I'd order a shitload. Beautiful. I only did that first round. Yeah, no, I I hoard. I'm a COVID. I'm a COVID test hoarder. 
Yeah. All right. Well, Tim, good to see you. Go Badgers. Go NIT. Uh, so I don't know if you want to join oh, me or not. Hold what? on. And the NIT final this year is not even at Madison Square Garden. It's in Vegas. Well, let's go. Uh, Bucks Kings Monday night nine o'clock post game show to follow. Bucks Suns Tuesday night nine o'clock post game show to I'm follow. In. I'm in. So it's going to be late nights, but I'm going to do them. Are those the only two that this week? Thursday against the Pacers. Are you doing one after? I think I think I think I I think I am. All right. So a lot of bucks this week, and maybe some imig for good measure. We'll see. Timmy, so long, Bart. Have a good week, everybody. You know I miss you like the desert misses the rain. I miss you too. Same. Go Brewers. Go Brewers. Uh, what kind of cheese would you like, sir? Oh, the cheese, um, American. What were they doing? Don't ask me, but I'm. I'm using it all year. Their social media account said they put that gif of like a hand being held. And cheese, then please. they said, reply and we'll give you a brand of cheese. God, that social media account has just taken a hit over the last two years. So that's like, I'm not like, cause we know the guy who did it last time and then they let him go. It wasn't his fault. They told him like he, he got this dream job, and then they they made him be bad at it. Respond with what cheese you like. What the fuck are we doing? And you woke me up early Saturday morning with that tweet. And what was my response? What the fuck are we doing? Sorry well, then, for Sorry well, for then I text you. Yep. Uh, 9 o'clock. 9.39 on Friday. Okay, you didn't wake me up. all right all right all right tim uh tip your uber driver see you buddy later one thing i forgot to tell timmy is i did take a couple of gummies the other night happyplacehemp.com the promo code's bart 25 percent off your order i did take some of the thco's that they have um i was like i don't know I i took two and i was real confident i wasn't feeling anything and those take, uh, you know, it depends. Everyone's different when it hits you. So I took a couple, and I was like, oh, I feel fine. I realized the next day I was feeling pretty good. But then uh, about three after, three hours after I took them, I was feeling real good. And I was like, oh, boy, they work. <laughs> and I, needed to, I just went right to bed. I just plopped right to bed. I said, I, I got I to gotta go to bed. But I had a nice relaxing, what was that? That was uh, Friday night? Yeah, nice relaxing Friday night. And and the big thing for me, I'm a, again, I'll be completely honest with you, is I got to stop drinking. I got to stop drinking. I mean, I don't need to stop drinking. I live in Wisconsin. I, I have to fit in and be a member of society. But I don't want to drink as much as I maybe have. And uh, one of the reasons I drink is to help me fall asleep. And so when introducing these gummies into my life, it's been better. Because because they've helped me fall asleep. I mean, this is like I'm, this is what I'm telling you. It works for me, you know. So, everyone can read a script about anything or whatever, but 
I'm telling you, I need help going to sleep and the CBD and CBNs work. And on Friday, I upped it a little bit and that worked too. So whatever, whatever works best for you. There's different gummies. You know, some are without the THC that might help you like focus and stuff. Uh, some of the cream and the, the lip balm, there's different things that can help your body that way with the CBD. So is it, I think a lot of it is, you know, figuring out what works for you. And that can be fun in, uh, in a way too, is how much do I need? Should I start with a half, start with a full one? And that's why those sampler packs are great. Cause then you can just get them and then try and they don't cost that much. And you get the code 25% off promo code Bart, happyplacehemp.com. And then when you, when you know what you like, or if you want to try more, you still get the code code still works. Happyplacehemp.com promo code Bart. You can also go visit them via my website. Thank you. A lot of great compliments. And you got to thank the guys at Sun Ant Interactive for that. Sun Ant Interactive. I am over the moon about my site. Bartwinklershow.com. It is where I will start sending people when I do post uh, blurbs and, and things of that nature. But I just, uh, I'm excited. I'm going to try to get more on there. I think there was an initial rust of, of let's see what's what's up. I would like to be the stop. So if if you want to see if I've done a new video or if we've done a new video or a new show, you can just go to one spot. I do need to commit myself to writing some more to get you there and, and to do other things to to make it a habit where you want to go maybe more than once a month. Do check out the sponsors there. Again, Sun Ant and Happy Place and uh, Carl's Place and Omaha Steaks. You can reach them all via that website. Speaking of Carl's Place, they bring you the voicemails. 402-915-BART. 402-915-BART mentioned about Mark Murphy. Got a voicemail from Spark Guy. That happened on Friday afternoon. Really thought Aaron Rodgers would be traded by now. Here's Spark Guy on the Carl's Place voicemail line. Just go to my website, click on the link that you see. Otherwise, Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. Bart, Spark Guy here. It is 3.30. On Fridays, one say the time and date in a podcast, but I do think it's relevant. Watching the little girls uh, basketball go Pewaukee Pirates, uh, and Mark Murphy just breaks the news that yes, Rogers uh, has received permission um, for his trade request, um, and it's agreed to he'll go to the Jets. Um, a lot of parallels to Rogers and Favre, and I think none of this would be complete without one the biggest greatest element of both comparisons which is mark murphy coming in and just being a complete idiot and i feel like this is his opportunity just like with Favre. when i think the dumbest thing that happened in the entire far fiasco was when he flew down to mississippi and offered him 20 million dollars to not play which was then allowed Favre to just jump up and say hey this isn't fair and everyone rallied against him blah 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 this is going to give Rogers the perfect opportunity to say it was not his request. It was the team and start a, a further, even more drastic pissing match. So we'll see. I very well could be wrong. And we could be talking on Sunday with Rogers getting the jersey and the hat for the Jets. And it's all closed, done, deal, blah, blah, blah. But I just feel like this is the perfect opportunity now for Rogers to go public and now say it was not his request. Hector's in an even worse position because if all else fails, Mark Murphy's an idiot. That's all. Bye. Thanks, Spark Guy. On Rogers' like watch, trying to decipher what's going on in Rogers' brain, the last like on his Twitter account is a response. Gary Ellerson, good friend Gary Ellerson, tweeted on Saturday, 
just thinking about all these Jets players asking 12 to come join them in New York on social media. Why aren't his teammates asking him to stay here? Rasul Douglas quote tweeted that because we have his number. We can actually text him instead of writing it on social media as our leader. He knows how each person on the roster feels about him. Aaron Rodgers liking that tweet. Read into it what you will. Do I have much more on Rodgers? Do I have much more on Rodgers? Um, not really. No. I, I will tell Rami a little later that I don't understand. Uh, this is a real. This is real. This is my real thought. I think that the Bears and Vikings and Lions should each should each like make the, they, they, this should be a five team trade where each of those teams add a fifth round pick or something to the Jets to take Rodgers off the Packers hands to get him out of their division. Well, why wouldn't you? If there was a guy that was menacing me, like if I'm in the AFC West and a team sniffing around Patrick Mahomes and I'm the Raiders, I'd call up and be like, hey, take Mahomes. We'll give you a second round pick. Get him out of here. I would do it. I think it's brilliant. See, it's that kind of outside the box thinking that gets me well-respected amongst the people that respect me and gets me hated against the people that hate me. That, that, that's, what I've, that's what I've realized. I tweeted something earlier about Rodgers. Hey, what if uh, here's some fanfic? He retires and comes back for the Packers. No, I know why I blocked you. Well, you saw the tweet. What the hell? But I don't know. I'm not here to bitch about Twitter. Website sucks. Never works. Fires all staff. All right. Uh, I got another voicemail. This is from John and Franklin. Yeah, we got to talk a little bucks. John talks a little bucks. Bucks lost to the Warriors on Saturday. I was feeling pretty good about that game. At one point I said, we are fucking awesome. And then I was talking about how all these numbers should be retired. Giannis and Middleton and Drew and probably Brooke and probably Middleton and probably Portis. Then the Bucks blew a lead and lost. I would love a finals between those two teams. I think that uh, the NBA, you know, this era has been uh, the Warriors era. And the Bucks got a title in there. Uh, you know, LeBron won a title. The Lakers won a title. So I guess LeBron again. But this has been the Warriors era. And the Bucks, you know, with Giannis and Steph, they, their styles are so different. They seem to get along. Uh, I think a series between those two and those two teams would be great. Now, the Warriors have no answer for Giannis, and he did not play in Saturday's game. And that would be a problem for them. But, yeah, Bucks lost on Saturday. And there was some mild overreaction to it. And that's what I realized that I realized this about kids. Okay. I've said this and we just talked about this the other day. A lot of bucks. Twitter is kids, kids that are overreacting about dumb things. Okay. But there's also a part of bucks Twitter that I didn't realize until now. And that's Packer fans that watch the bucks occasionally. So if you're a Packer fan that watches the bucks occasionally, let me pull up the Bucks schedule here. And this is what I used to argue against. Five years ago when the Bucks were like figuring things out, I always used to say, it doesn't matter. Like you're going to win 40 games, 42 games, but you have to win the games that people are watching to help the narrative in your own state, to get people behind you. So 
Packer fans that watch the Bucks. Let me just look back on their winning streak. All right, so they probably watched the game on the 14th against the Celtics when they won in overtime against their B team. So they were probably down about a win. Then they played Chicago. Didn't watch that. Played Miami on a Friday. That's fish fry night. Uh, the Suns, that was on Sunday during noon. You're used to watching TV then. So you probably watched that game. They won. Okay. Then they played at Brooklyn. Nobody watched that game. Uh, against Orlando, certainly not. And then Saturday night prime time. Hey, the Bucks are on. The uh, Bucks are on tonight, Dare Jeannie. And then they lose to Philadelphia. I told you this is why I don't this is why I don't get into basketball. Man, I got I get in these guys, they they lose the game. I I, I try real hard. It, it, it's Giannis guy, I don't quite get it. It's Milton. They always tell me Milton should be worth $50 million. Should guys used to hoop would play better than that. All right. So then on Sunday, they played the Wizards. They didn't watch that. Then they play Orlando. <laughs> Come on. They probably don't even know who Lisa Byington is. Then they play on Thursday night against the Nets. They didn't watch that. Oh, Golden State Warriors, didn't they just win them championships? Down, 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 down. Then they lose that game in overtime and they blow a lead. And now everyone's freaking out again. So if you're a Packer fan that watched the Bucs in the last month, you probably watch them beat the Celtics, watch them beat the Suns, watch them lose on Saturday, and then watch them lose on Saturday again. And you're probably thinking, two, a 2-2 two, two stretch of four games? Well, little do you know, there's a 16-game win streak there, and they actually won every game in between the two Saturdays. But no, you do you. You do you. Tell me why Rodgers is so great. Here's John and Franklin. Hey, John and Franklin checking in. Sorry, I'm dealing with a bit of a cold here. Incredible finish to the Bucks game uh, yesterday. Just insane. Steph Curry, um, you can, just insane. His shooting, it's, it's just unbelievable. Um, Holiday, you know, did his best. A couple ball-handling full pause. A little frustrating seeing uh, the effort out of DiVincenzo. Uh, watched hundreds of games with him as a Buck, and I don't recall... Him looking, you know, at least defensively, defensively like he did late in that game, um, gave us a lot of problems, frankly, handling the ball. Um, you know, and of course now everyone's getting all over the Warriors, and but you know nobody's mentioning the fact that we weren't playing with the MVP candidate. But uh, it's all good. The Bucks are just fine, and uh, to my knowledge, nothing has happened except talk with this. Rogers situation I will say it again we need value in this trade and if you don't get value then you don't make the deal and 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 Gutekinds needs to he needs to stand firm with this we need to get correct compensation we both sides should be walking away grumbling from this when you make a good deal I don't expect a Denver deal with Russell Wilson that was just stupid I call that you know, I, I felt that uh, Wilson was in decline and the, and the amount they gave up for him was stupid. I'm not expecting that. But we need just compensation. And frankly, I hope Jordan Love works out. But we need to hedge our bets and at least plan on getting a quarterback maybe next year in the draft unless, he, you know, Jordan Love is just off the hook just because of the quality of quarterbacks that are coming out next year it'd be a good opportunity for another, you know, guy on the roster that isn't making a ton of money that could possibly, you know, be a big time player. So let's hedge our 
our bets. Let's be smart and let's see see what we got coming into this year. I'm out. One of the things when I John, thanks for the call again. Four zero two nine one five B A R T. You can hit us up. Thanks to Carl's place, carlvt.com backslash Bart. One of the things I wondered on my CBS shift was who's got the leverage. There's three parties here. There's Rogers, there's the Packers, and there's the Jets. So who's got the leverage? Who's got the leverage? Right now, it would appear that Rogers and the Jets have the leverage. Rogers has the leverage because we're all waiting on his decision. You know, even though the Packers and Jets could just work out a deal and just trade him, both teams need assurances that Rodgers won't just then retire. So the Packers could trade Rodgers to the Jets, but Rodgers needs to say, I'm not, I'm not going to retire. So the Jets are trying to say, hey, if you come here, you know, this is what we got for you. So they're trying to – he's not a free agent, but they're treating him like one because they can – you can just retire. So Rogers really, I guess, has most of the leverage right now. Rogers, and now with Murphy saying the stuff he said, maybe you didn't think it was a big deal, but I mean, he explicitly said we don't want him to come back. I mean, he said that. So that being out there, and we knew it, but then Murphy saying it, he just, he just, he just, it's it's like minor and infra- these aren't even big infractions, but it's just like a series of unfortunate events. He's the Lemony Snicket of Wisconsin sports. Bear, what's up? Um, so Rodgers is leverage. The Packers don't have a lot of leverage because it seems like there's only one team that wants this guy, and it's the Jets. And, yeah, they want him, but, you know, they let Derek Carr go, and who else are they going to get, right? Stafford, Baker. I mean, Jimmy G. No, the Jets want Rodgers. Woody Johnson wants Rodgers. But if there's only one suitor, why would the Jets give up a first-round pick or a second-round pick? That's what the Packers are going to want, just to save face. They want to get out. Murphy made it clear. They want to get out from Rodgers. They don't want him anymore. They want to move on. But they also can't move on for a low. They have to get something in return. And this is the position that Goody and the Packers have put themselves in by trying to play both sides all the time. And and hemming and hawing when they had their decision made. They've had their decision made for a long time. It's just Rodgers, he played well and then ruined it. And then they couldn't, they couldn't stick to their guns. So now they don't know what to do. So they still want, they still want to save face here. Now they don't need, as John said, to get a Russell Wilson Hall. They don't need a bunch of players, first round picks. They don't need, you know, what the Bears got for uh, their first round pick. By the way, great trade for the Bears. Talk to Rami about that coming up too. He's being pessimistic about it. He would. Um, he won't hear this. It's a Mackloff Monday. He says he's going to the Kings-Bucks game tonight. It will be the second Kings game he's gone to. The guy moves to Sacramento. There's nothing to do there except the Kings. It's the best season they've had in 20 years. He's gone to one game. What on earth could he possibly be doing? What's that? Weeds legal in California. Next question. Um. So... I don't know who's got the leverage. The Packers certainly don't. Because while they want to trade Aaron Rodgers, they want a good return for it. They want to save face. The longer this goes, the less leverage the Jets have because then guys will start signing elsewhere. So I don't know. I mean, there's part of me. Rodgers Rogers said he doesn't want to drag this out. And that's what I wonder, too. Does he already know? Does he already know? And hasn't told anyone? Or is he still trying to decide? 
And I, and I would love to wake up and have this be like, Oh, Bart, uh, he, he, they got traded. You know, I would love for the time you hear this, he gets traded so we can all move on with our lives, but we will see. Yeah. As for the bucks then too, I'm not really worried about that loss. Um, what are you going to do? Steph deserved it. Would have been nice. Kind of waste an opportunity to get a, you know, a nice looking win on the road. What happens the rest of the trip here? The Bucks, for what it's worth, still a game and a half up on the Celtics, who have now won a couple in a row. Sixers winning games too. So now the Sixers are three back. Sixers winners of five in a row. But Bucks Kings should be good. Bucks Kings should be good. Uh, I, I watched Kings the other night against the Knicks. They are good. So I, I don't know what they're going to do in the playoffs, but this is a good basketball team. And Rami will tell you more about that coming up next. Remember, OmahaStakes.com. A lot of packages that they've put together for you. It's their semi-annual sale. So you take the price of everything, all these packages, cut it in half. And for a hundred some dollars out the door, you can get all, you can get the tenderloin, you can get the ground beef, you get the filet mignon, you get burgers, the jumbo franks, depending on what package you get, you get a lot of meat. And then when you type in BART, after all their savings, you type in BART, it's another $30 off. So if you do that or have done that, please let me know. I want to see, just tell me. And then when you start cooking this stuff, show me, like, show me your plate. Hashtag show me your plate. OmahaSteaks.com. Promo code BART. All right, Rami Makloff here, and this is from CBS Sports Radio. I did this interview at 4.30 on a Sunday, so I'm going to, unless you're a true BART completist, you may not have, you may not have, you, you may not have heard this. So Rami Makloff joining me on CBS Sports Radio. We're talking Bucks kings as the Bucks play the Kings Monday night. And a little bit about the Bears because I like what they're doing. Rami, the Kings are good. Yeah, first of all, anytime for you, my dear friend, Bart Winkler. And yeah, they're good. I said that the other day on our radio show. And that might that might sound like stating the obvious, but I, I and Bart, like you said, you you were a lifelong Bucks fan. I was in Milwaukee for a long time. We were we were coworkers, cohorts, and there there does have to come that that time, that realization where after you've been long suffering or you're thirsty or you're hungry, where you, you just have to come, you just have to finally say confidently, we are good. And I, I, I finally came to that point the other day when it comes to the Sacramento Kings. They're a good basketball team, man, after 16 years of not making the playoffs, the longest drought in North American sports history. And so it, it, it might take a while for it to set in, despite being 40 and 26. Well, and that's the thing. The Kings have been very irrelevant for a long time. I mean, not right. only were they not making playoff appearances, but there was never anything like cool happening. There was, ne- there was yeah. never any good story. There was nothing. They were just so irrelevant. And not just Kings fans, Bart. But I mean, if if you're a basket, if you're an NBA fan, if you know basketball, you've been conditioned to doubt the Kings or to wait for the collapse or the other shoe to drop. And I. I I think people are finally starting to, to come around on, on the national spectrum on this basketball team and realizing they're good. But I agree 100% with what you said when you are bringing me on. Come playoff time, I think, I think things revert back to the old ways. And it, and it makes sense because you, you do have to prove something on, on the playoff stage before anybody's going to give you any respect or expect anything from you. So I think, I think once playoff time comes, and especially because – 
like you were saying, the West is so wide open. I think anybody basically could beat anybody in any given series out here. It, it, it will take at least one series for people to raise an eyebrow and go, huh, maybe they could do something in the playoffs. Maybe not just a good regular season team. Maybe they can do something in the postseason. We'll talk about that more in a minute. Um, you know, I look, I look at the Kings and what they've done in the last month. Kings' last game was Saturday against the Suns. They won. They got the Bucks Monday night uh, late. Since Valentine's Day, they lost on Valentine's Day. They've lost one time since Valentine's yeah. Day to Minnesota. And I, I just look, you know, I pull up ESPN and look at the look at the schedule like like everybody. But I do notice right away leading score. One night it's Barnes. One night it's Sabonis. One night it's Herder. One night it's Fox. Uh, Malik Monk at forty five in that double overtime game. Is that how they're winning? Is that a recent trend? Is that how they're winning? Or I guess how are the Kings good? We know we've no, we've established they're good, but how are they good? That's been one of the cool things about this team is don't don't Demontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, they're they're pretty automatic every night. Demontis Sabonis is gonna flirt with a triple double. De'Aaron Fox is gonna put up twenty five, thirty points on most nights and be the best player in the NBA. In, in the clutch minutes, and I'm not just throwing that out there. That's statistically he's been the best player in the NBA in the fourth quarter and in the clutch. Outside of that, because, Bart, we always talk about big threes in the NBA, right? They got, they got those two guys, and, and you know what you're going to get from them every night. But that third guy has been kind of rotating either on a night-to-night basis or, or for stretches. It's been Harrison Barnes at times. It's been Keegan Murray, the rookie at times. Kevin Herter has done it at times. Malik Monk has been that third guy at times. And even when those guys aren't the third guy in, in the big three on a given night or over the course of a stretch, those other guys are contributing and, and giving, giving the Kings something that they haven't had around here in a long, long time, which is some depth and going at least one through seven, one through eight of, of legitimate NBA basketball players and guys who, 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 who could put the ball in the hoop on you at any given time and from many different spots on the court. So that is, that is kind of how, it, how it's been. De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, they're automatic, like I said. Outside of that, it's been a rotating cast of characters in terms of how big a role that they're playing around those two guys. It is funny. We're talking to Rami Makhlouf, Sacktown Sports, a little bit about the Kings. Uh, it is funny when you're, just judging from my history, rooting for the Bucks. When you're a team that's up and coming like this and getting a level of success you haven't had in a while, internally with your fan base, you're like, all right, this is cool. Uh, you wonder who you can beat. You wonder what the playoffs are going to be like. Will the other shoe drop? And then nationally, when people say that same thing about you, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. No, you're, you got to give us credit. We're the Sacramento Kings. We're the two seed. To your buddies, you're like, oh, yeah, we don't want to play the Lakers or the Warriors. They're going to kill us. But then if Shaq says that or uh, Charles Barkley, they're like, how are you doubting the – like, there's, there's that weird – how are Kings fans dealing with this all of a sudden level of success? It's, it's, the, same, it's the same thing, Bart. Although, like I said lately, it's been a lot of love for the Kings nationally and, and not a lot of disrespect or, or people downplaying – what they're doing. That wasn't the case earlier in the season. And, and it was, it was exactly what you're talking about. And the comparison that I've made in, in situations like that is growing up, I had a brother who was older than me, Bart, I know you had, a, you had an older brother and man, we, we would, we would 
we would say terrible things to each other and we'd, we'd have knockdown drag out fights. But if, if somebody else came at one of us, it was, it was over. And we all, we, we will, we'll handle disrespecting our guys. All right. We'll take care of that. Don't you dare. We'll take care of that. If there's anything to be, if there's any criticism, if there's any disrespect, if there's anything that needs to be pointed out, that's for us to do, not for you. We'll, we'll handle that. There, there very much was that mentality around here. But lately, you don't even have to defend the Kings when you talk about the national stage. They were on TNT earlier this week. Bart, they were the two seed on TNT for the first time since 2004. Think about that when we talk about how long this, this Kings uh, lack of success or drought has been and I mean the TNT crew was glowing about them. Char- Shaquille O'Neal said they're, they're for real, and Mike Brown is the coach of the year. And over the weekend, GQ, Bleacher Report, ESPN, you name it, they had they had an article about the the darlings of the NBA, the Sacramento Kings. So I think for now, and like I said, until the playoffs start, at least this King story is is one of, if not the best story in the NBA. And the national the national media has fallen in love with them. Rami Makhlouf, who earlier alluded to the fact that we are friends and we've known each other a long time. Yes, we are. Uh, is not aware that I do not have an older brother. You have a brother. I didn't say Did I say older? That was a slip of the tongue. You have, yeah, I, 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 I've got three younger You have brothers. a brother. Okay. Okay. All right. I've sorry. actually got three. Uh, I'm they're sorry. All, I know. They're all, they're all younger. So My is bad. it is it is it like matchup? Is it like... <laughs> That's fine. Is, I am. Is it like matchup <laughs> predicting with them? Because I think, you know, the Kings, if they stay at two and they play the Clippers, I think the Kings are better than the Clippers. But if they've got – somehow they're going to luck into the Warriors or Lakers or, man, even the Mavericks. I, I, a lot of people are going to doubt the Kings. A lot of people are not going to believe in the Kings at all, ever. I, I think when 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 you look at what does give the Kings problems, they're they're one of the fastest – teams in this league when you talk about the pace that they play with the number of shots and possessions that they get in the course of a game they're the highest scoring team in this league so what gives them trouble is when teams can can be physical with them grind on them muddy it up and slow the game down and bart you look out west and there aren't a lot of teams that that necessarily do that the whole western playoff picture is teams that kind of trying to do the same thing that the kings are doing there are a few teams that are longer and, and a little bit more physical and have a little bit more presence down around the basket, but not, not a lot that, that really stands out. So I don't see huge matchup problems. I'm not saying they go to the finals, but I don't see a matchup uh, out west where I go, oh, that, that could be a problem. If, 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 the, if the Kings forfeit to their style of basketball over the course of the series, that's, that's going to be a problem. But I don't, I don't necessarily see that out west. I'm not – saying I'd pick them in any series in the playoffs part, I wouldn't count them out of any playoff series in the West. We'll see which opponents they get and how I feel about a given series when the time comes. But just looking at the playoff picture now, I wouldn't count them out against anybody out here. I do know Rami Makhlouf very well. He's now in Sacramento doing radio, but he's a Chicago area born man, which makes him a Bears fan. This, uh, this trade that went down on Friday, I was pretty surprised by it. I, I thought the Bears got a good haul, which they should. I, I was surprised they got DJ Moore out of it, too. Uh, I think this is an incredible trade for the Bears. And as a Packer fan, it kind of sucks that they seem to be competent, at least right now. 
Mm, um, we'll see. Um, it's a good, my, my reaction was, and a lot of my, my, my brother and, you know, a lot of my friends who are Bears fans that I grew up older with. Older brother. You have an older brother. Yes, yes, I have an older brother. Um, they, they, they feel like I'm, I'm, I don't know, a wet blanket maybe. I look at that trade and I go, good start. You, you gave Justin Fields nothing to work with last year. And, and excuse me if I'm not jumping over the moon because you got DJ Moore. I want the type of help for Justin Fields that Patrick Mahomes had around him coming up, that Josh Allen had around him coming up, that they gave Tua when they wanted him to take a big step. I want top three to five guys at their position, at two or three positions on the offense, and weapons for Justin Fields to work with, guys who make Justin Fields better, not who you're looking at and going, man, I hope Justin Fields makes this guy better. It's a good start. They got him one guy. They got him one dangerous guy. One one real weapon to work with. DJ Moore, when he's right and everything else is right around him, he's maybe a top 10 wide receiver at best. Good start. I want more. I want I want DeAndre Hopkins. I, I want a Travis Kelsey or a George Kittle type tight end. I, I, want, I want some real help for Justin Fields. I want an offensive line that protects him. So I wouldn't get too worried yet about the Bears if I'm a Packers fan, Bart. Um, you know how this thing has gone for almost 30 years now. It's what it's. It's a, it's a good move. I can't say I'm not happy with the trade, but it's one good move, and it's a start to doing something to help your quarterback instead of breaking him like the Bears have been doing to quarterbacks my whole life. Well, it is a good start, and that's why if Aaron Rodgers is going to depart the NFC North, I have argued that to make this trade happen, not only should the Packers and Jets have a framework of a deal, but each of the other divisional teams should chip in a pick. To the Jets <laughs> to get him out of the division, right? <laughs> I'd be tempted. I'm not going to. If lie. you're the They're Bears, if you're the Bears, <laughs> you don't give up a fourth round pick to the Jets just to get Rodgers out of the division. <laughs> I'd be tempted, man. You know that Packers need to get nightmares. creative with this. That guy's giving me nightmares. I might be calling the rest of the division if I'm buying <laughs> Gutekunst. By the way, Bart, you know I was there for the last two years during the whole. Aaron Rodgers saga in Milwaukee with you. Man, Mark Murphy just cannot resist a microphone, can he? <laughs> no. Uh, at places where you shouldn't even expect him to be. He's, he's at the state, the girls' high school state basketball tournament and some tiny little TV station from middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, grabs Mark Murphy and makes NFL landscaping changing news. It's the weirdest thing with that guy, man. He, anytime he gets a microphone stuck in his face, he's, he's got to talk and he's got to say things that, that really, that really matter and shift the landscape of the Packers. You were the first person I thought of when I saw that. I, I could see your face turning red. Yeah. Me and my older brother, we were not happy about that one. Rami, <laughs> uh, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again, buddy. I miss you. Tell your older brother I said hi. I will. Ronnie Makloff. Uh, that's what we do. We just we take one joke and beat it into the ground. All right, so should some Rogers news break, I will do my best to be near my computer. I'm tethered to it this week. If it happens this coming weekend, well, I'm going to be getting hammered with my buddies. Got to fit in, like I said. And uh, Bucks, Kings. Tonight, Monday night, I'll have a post-game show for that. Bucks Suns on Tuesday night as well. Hope to see Giannis out there, but we'll find out. For now, I'm Bart Winkler. Thanks to Tim. Thanks to Rami. Thanks to you. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya. Shout out Brendan Frazier. Nice work. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.